Welcome to this soul-lifting broadcast which has been put together for your spiritual growth and to make greatness common right where you are. Be sure to make the best of this moment as God takes the lead in all that concerns you. I title to this first message this morning, Beyond the Natural. Beyond Natural, sorry. Beyond Natural. Uh, somebody, let me tell your neighbor, say, I'm Beyond Natural. Uh, say to somebody else, say, I'm Beyond Natural. Romans chapter 8, I read verse 14 and 15 in the Passion Translation. Romans 8, uh, 14 and 15 in the Passion Translation. Uh, it says, for as many, all right, in the Passion Translation, no, not King James, okay, Passion Translation, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. He said, mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15 says, it says, you do not, you, you, you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have, verse, verse, uh, uh, verse 16 said, you have, you, give me verse 16, you have, you have, you, you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Unfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as He rises up within us, our spirit join Him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. So our spirit rises in saying, in, in the New King James, He said, uh, "Our." He, he said our spirit bears witness. Yeah, he said the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit. And as we cry out, Abba Father. Abba Father is an endearing way of saying Father, which is Daddy. So what the scripture is saying here, uh, from, from verse 14, which in the, in the New King James it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But in this passion, passion translation, can you go back to it for me, verse, verse 14? It says, for as many as are led... No, no, no. Passion translation. It said, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. That's where I want to start from. It said, mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. As I mature in my work with God, what the scripture is saying is that I should be a type of person who is majorly moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be supernatural or to be beyond natural? To be beyond natural means that you are not limited to your five senses. The natural works with what I can deal with with my five senses. What I can smell, what I can taste, what I can see, what I can touch. Uh, um, is there anyone I've missed out? What I can hear. Thank you. Yeah. What I can hear, what I can see, what I can taste, what I can touch, you know, what I feel. Yeah. Emotionally. Uh, all those things are, are, are what any normal, natural human being should be able to partake of and live by. So when we say supernatural, it means something upon the natural that is super. So when we say beyond natural, it means there's a dimension to living. 
and life that is beyond the five senses. And we're talking about the realm of God. And in the realm of God, there's unusual wisdom. There is capacity for knowing beyond time and space. That's why we call him God. There's capacity for knowing beyond time and space. That's why it's called the Alpha and Omega. Uh, the one who started the start. He began the beginning. And he has no beginning. And he doesn't have an, an end. Are you still with me today? If there's anything like start, he started start. <laughs> yeah, if there's anything like the beginning, he began the beginning. Yeah, he began the beginning. That's why the Bible says, in the beginning, God. <laughs> Genesis uh, 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If he, that means he began the beginning. <laughs> Are you still with me today? Yeah. He began the beginning. That means he existed before the beginning. So he started start and began the beginning. So in his realm, there's no limit of information. In fact, what we call miracle is normal in the realm of God. Yeah, it's normal in the realm of God. Just like what an ant will call supernatural is normal in the realm of a human being. If an ant wants to move this lectern, if it moved by any chance, it will be supernatural. Am I saying the truth? Is somebody still here? Yeah. But if I want to move it, <laughs> it's just normal in my realm. So what I call miracle in the realm of God is normal. That's why it's God. That's why I'm human and the hand is an hand. I will stay together. Yeah. But there's something that is said in Romans 8 and verse 14 there that as you and I start to mature in God's family, we are supposed to be able to leave, he said, he said, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And not just, I mean, we're supposed to be able to uh, live out the realm of God in our usual and regular life. So at the new birth, when I gave my life to Christ, I received the nature of God. And going forward, Christ lives in me. So we're new creation and God's representatives on the earth. Yeah? And the supernatural or the spiritual transformation at the point of salvation has potential and power to affect your entire life. Yeah? It has the potential to affect your entire life. It has the potential to affect my entire life, the spiritual transformation that happened at the point that I gave my life to Christ has a potential to affect my entire life if I will allow it, if I will not damn it, if I will not stop it, if I will not deactivate it. It has a potential to affect my entire life. One critical truth that all of us need to know 
is that the life that we are now living is no longer the regular. It's no longer the regular. In the King James, uh, the scripture that we read, Romans 8 and, and, and 15, it talks, uh, uh, give me verse 15 in New King James, quickly, verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the, the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. Adoption. In the Aramaic, it's called consecrated sonship, which is that you are set apart for sonship. Adoption. You know what happens when somebody is adopted? You know the way some Christians live? This is the uh, illustration of my mind, and it's a bit carnal, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> I just want you ahead. This is the illustration. You can imagine in the realm of wealth, for instance, if Jeff Bezos or Aliko Dangote adopt you and did all the paperwork and you are fully adopted. So if your name was James before, you are not James Aliko Dangote or James Bezos or something like that. Uh, and the paperwork opens you up to many things. One of it is even simple recognition. That you show up somewhere. All the bankers of your dad and the people who work for him, you know, when you show up somewhere, they know that you are around. They arrange themselves. Am I saying the truth? That's the way we move the spirit. When I show up somewhere, the devil knows I'm there. All the demons know I'm there. They know I can deal with them. They know I, I mean, <laughs> you, they know that my father heads the board. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying today. <laughs> because the Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far and above principalities and powers. So when the child of Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Aliko shows up somewhere and uh, people who probably are still sucking up to his father are the ones there, they rearrange themselves. Am I saying the truth? But you can imagine if this child now shows up and is in his regular manner, uh, still sees himself or herself, not as now a full bona fide son or daughter of this very powerful, influential, and wealthy person in terms of worldly wealth, but shows up with a mindset that still says, you know, there's nothing to me. I'm inferior to all these people. And I'm inferior to demons. I'm inferior to principalities. I'm inferior to, you know, this and that. Then over a period of time, what happens? They see that you don't even know who you are. So they can tell you to go and make coffee. Yeah, go and make coffee for me. I'm brain. Yeah. <laughs> Am I saying the truth? That's what's going to happen. They just start to push you around. There are many Christians today who have been pushed around. The important thing, according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, is that every believer must understand that we're triune beings. Yeah, we're triune beings. What, how do I mean by that? Uh, it says, uh, 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 in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, it said, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means that man is a triune being, I am primarily a spirit, 
And I need to know that I live in a body and then I possess a soul. With my soul, I interpret intellectually, emotionally, and otherwise all the elements of this world. With my body, I have a physical representation. So I'm not only a spirit. I have a physical representation as a body. When God calls me home at good old age, my spirit departs and goes back to God. My body is buried here. So that's why we say that when a believer dies, or anybody at all, it is a transition. It just depends on where you are transitioning into. Because the spirit is the main deal, not the body. Many people live in this world, especially believers, because I'm speaking mostly to believers this morning, we are over-focusing on who we are not. If I will spend enough time as a believer, for instance, to get to understand the details of my adoption papers and what it has prepared and opened me up to, uh, instead of spending so much time to understand skin pigmentation and how to look fresh. Yeah. Or how to arrange my hair. You understand what I'm saying? Because some people know the different kinds of hair, the colors, the makers, and everything, but they, they, they don't know one translation of the Bible. A document that explains the terms of their adoption. Little wonder they may not be able to live out their new nature. Are you still with me this morning? Very important. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, somebody can hear me tell your neighbor, say, I'm in Christ. Say, I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. Or say it again, say, I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. So it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That is a spiritual reality, whether you like it or not. It may not be an emotional reality. It may not be a physical reality, because then you gave your life to Christ. Your skin pigmentation, you know, color did not change. Yeah. Your mind may not change immediately. But something happened in your spirit. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. Something happened in your spirit. Something happened to your spirit. Your spirit became alive to God. It became alive to God. And it opens you up. To a world without limit in the realm of God. You know, one of the problems we have with Pentecostal Christianity today is that as teachings that have made people feel like they are so powerless, they need to go and look for power. Whereas, the illustration the Holy Spirit gave me was that many believers are like a, a house that is already fitted and there's from national grid, power has been fitted into the house. But you're not getting into the house, there's no access to power, and then you are looking for a generator when you're supposed to look for the switch. I will say it together. Can I say that one more time? Just for somebody to understand it. If you are in Christ, Christ is in you, the Holy Spirit is in you, can he fill you up more? Maybe yes, 
But the Bible describes it as rivers flowing from within. Many things that we look at from external are really not external. If I lay hands on you, for instance, I can impact grace. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I'm actually activating what is already there. Are you still with me today? Yeah, what is already there. If you already have the Holy Ghost, if you are already born again, in the course of the series, we're going to speak more to that. So everyone needs to understand that, that you're just like a house. You don't need to be looking for one, I better pass my neighbor a generator. Oh, if I go for one IVG, I'll get one small, I better pass my neighbor. If I go for seven days program, then I'll get uh, 20 kVA. You know, that's the way some people's mind works. Yeah. Whereas what God wants is for you to look for the switch and start switching on your real nature. And start by leaving, you know, out who you are every hour, every day, every moment. Just leaving it out. Galatians 2 and verse 20. Paul was writing to the church, eh, eh, you know, and he said, I, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. He said, and the life which I now live in the flesh, though in the flesh, though in the flesh, he said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The problem, most of the time, is that we're too focused on the fact that we have a body and, uh, you know, our unrenewed mind and emotional baggage limits our capacity to switch on the real nature that God has given unto us. And with this teaching series, I'm trusting God that many more people will switch on their new nature. Yeah, we'll live in the reality of it. Say better amen, somebody. Praise God. I said, praise God. So there are two. Uh, 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 so maybe I should add this too. He said, the new birth brings the nature of God into all the realms of our existence as human beings. Yeah. It brings it into all the realms of existence. You know, some people think we're only spiritual in church. We can only prophesy in church. We can only see things in church. The truth is that you can know things by the Spirit even while you are driving. Yeah. Even while you are driving. You can know things by the Spirit. All God expects is for you to place a demand or even see yourself the way you're supposed to see yourself. I'm going to explain that in a, in, a, in a bit. Just see yourself the way you're supposed to see yourself. So the new birth brings the nature of God into all the realms of our existence. The nature of God can be displayed in my home. It can be displayed on my job. It can be displayed in my relationships. It can be dis it should be displayed everywhere. The, the son of a lion is a lion, or the, the offspring of a lion is a lion. The offspring of a cat is a cat. They're not trying to be a cat. Yeah, you just need to live out yourself. Like Pastor was saying in the last service, have you seen a fish or fish? Yeah, uh, trying to learn swimming. Because fish is either you are fish or you are not. You just need to release yourself. So a lot of the time, the Holy Spirit is, we are asking for more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying, I need more of you too. I need more surrenderedness. I need more of you living out who you really are. That's what the Holy Spirit is asking for a lot of the time. And maybe I should digress a little. You know the reason why many people struggle with speaking in tongues, for instance? Yeah. 
And I don't, I'm not berating anyone who doesn't speak in tongues. Part of what we're going to do this series is also give opportunity for you to be ministered to and for you to be presented with better materials and understanding that will prepare you for it. But one of the reasons why some people struggle with it is that it's one, one thing that places a demand on me to surrender my faculties and my mouth and all that to God. Where my sense is not involved and I struggle. Why will I now be just saying anything? That's where most people, that's where they stop. There's a level of surrenderedness <laughs> that you get to that you just leave things to God. And that's what happens. The Bible says that praise in an unknown tongue, speak not unto man, but unto God. How be it in the spirit is speaking mysteries. Mysteries, that's what he's saying in the spirit. God wants, he, he, the Holy Spirit wants to pray through you. Romans 8 and 26, he said, we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit prays through us. And it's when I submit to him that he prays through me. We're going to, you know, do a bit more with that in, 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 in the course of, of the teaching. I just felt like, you know, men, mentioning that, uh, um, you know, as an aside. All right? Let me move on quickly. There are two dimensions to the supernatural that I want us to look at and then one or two more things and I'll start to wrap this up. Two dimensions to the supernatural. That the Holy Spirit uh, um, lives in a believer and enables the experience of the supernatural in two main dimensions. Two main dimensions. There's a dimension of supernatural living and then there's a dimension of supernatural acts. Many people are used to the dimension of supernatural acts. Every time they talk supernatural, they're thinking miracles and supernatural manifestations. So supernatural acts speaks to manifestation of the gift of the Spirit and the believer's operation in diverse ministry callings of you know, healing, prophecy, according to 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 4. Yeah, First Corinthians 12 and verse 4 speaks to, you know, diverse, uh, 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 the Bible says in verse 4 of First Corinthians 12, say there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Uh, and there are differences of ministry but the same Lord. Say there are diversities of activities, uh, it is, it is the same God who works in all. And then he starts to list it. He said the, 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 the manifestation of the spirit is given to all of us to profit, to profit all. And he said, for some, it's given word of wisdom, another word of knowledge, another uh, uh, faith by the same spirit, to another gift of healings. Yeah. And then to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another design of spirit, to another, you know, different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, and all that and all that. But he said, uh, the, the, the purpose of all that is for the church to profit and for people to gain direction and, and all that. So, there's that part of the supernatural. Miraculous healings and all kinds of things. But there's another part of the supernatural. Go back to my slide. There's another part of the supernatural that all of us must also live out. That's what is called supernatural living. So in, in Psalm 103, before I get into this, let me give you two scriptures. Psalm 103, verse 7. The Bible says, it's talking about God, he said, he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. But he, he wants to make the truth known to us 
as New Testament believers. You can know the ways of God and at the same time uh, manifest or experience the acts of God. Many believers today want to see the acts of God with little or no interest in the ways of God. I hope you are still with me today and it has brought a lot of shame to the body of Christ. So you see a lot of people who work in, in, in the miraculous, but their life in their own life and the way of living, there's nothing miraculous there. And it brings shame to the body of Christ. So for every believer, we must focus on supernatural living and then supernatural acts. Yeah. Supernatural living and then supernatural acts. First Corinthians 12, when you read uh, from verse 23, it says, but we, we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block to the Greek foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Yeah. Christ is, is the power of God and uh, the, 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 the wisdom of God. First Corinthians 1, sorry. Did I say 12 initially? First Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. That's what I just read. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you see verse, verse 24 there says, but to those who are called Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. What does that mean? It is both the power of God, which is supernatural, and the wisdom of God with which I live every day. So Christ has been made to me. So when I'm living wrong, I'm not manifesting Christ. I'm not living the supernatural. Because Christ has been made to me the wisdom of God and the power of God. The wisdom of God and the power of God. The wisdom of God and the power of God. Many people want the power of God, but they don't want the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God talks about the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. According to Galatians uh, 5, uh, you know, uh, it talks about uh, just manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness, meekness, faith, love, loving people, being kind, patience. That's supernatural living. It's not natural to be patient. I am not naturally patient. I'm just telling you who I am. The people who work with me know. I'm about to say, am I patient? Naturally speaking, I'm not. Yeah, naturally speaking, I'm not. I'm like, let's do it now. Let's make it happen now. Let's, yeah. After I got married, my wife taught me some patience. Yeah. You know, one of the amazing things that happened after I got married was that I, I, I saw that it is possible for somebody to arrange herself Decide by nine o'clock I'm going to bed. I want to wake up at five and I want to work. Me, it is when I can no longer function again. I remember that I need to sleep. So I used to sleep 1 a.m. Uh, you know, anytime. Just sleep when sleep comes. It was strange to me to know that you can decide when to go to bed. I'm just saying that some things, some things are just natural to us based on how you are wired. But the, when the Holy Spirit starts to work in you, you gain sense. And it is not natural sense. It is called the wisdom of God. Are you still with me today? Yeah. It's called the wisdom of God. And it's a part of the fruit of the Spirit. Put my, my slide back on the screen, please. So uh, the, the love of God in our heart is not natural. God's love in us and manifesting through us, loving people is not natural. It's supernatural. Loving the unlovable is not natural. It's supernatural. 
The wisdom of God residing in a believer so that you are not stranded the way Jesus was never stranded. Read the Bible. Read the gospel. Jesus was never stranded. Yeah, they did everything, tried to catch him. They put roadblocks and all that. He was never stranded. The wisdom of God. And they marveled at his wisdom. That wisdom is made available to you in Christ. So that you also will not be stranded on a project. Yeah. You will not be stranded in a relationship. You will always know the next thing to do. That is supernatural. That's supernatural. Because human beings are supposed to come to an end in themselves so effortlessly as they mess up and you know foolishness takes over. And, but as a child of God, adopted into his family, with full documentation, sealed by the blood of the Lamb, you are not natural. And you have to develop the quest to want to leave that out. To want to leave that out. So to engage the supernatural is to allow the Christ nature and presence of God to find expression in our words, action, body, plans, and meetings. Everything that we do, including your meetings at work. Yeah. To engage supernatural is to allow Christ nature, that Christ nature that is in me and the presence of God to find expression in my word, in my action in my body, in the plans that I make, in the meetings, in how things are arranged around me, the nature of Christ, that's how to live everyday supernatural. That nature of Christ must find expression through it. It's not a church thing. That is religion. You know, when people come to church, say, people sit down in the name of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you know, and all that. But let the same person get out there. Hey, where they move your car? You know, in the same person that does the sign of the cross oh, in church. Why didn't you do the sign of the cross? Because, because somebody will. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. See the sharp difference. Yeah. Somebody, road rage is natural, but it's not supernatural. Yeah. And you're supposed to live as supernatural. Yeah. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's how we live out the supernatural. Somebody stay with me today. Glory be to Jesus. And I want to recommend the April series, the growth series in April. If you were not in church, or even if you have listened to it before, it's time to go back to it. Because the Bible says there that it's the maturing believers that start to live out this way. So that growth series, that series in April is very important. Get on our MP3 site and download it. You know, get on YouTube, get, get on resource site. Get that series, listen and listen again. Yeah. Debunking myths. Uh, just two more things. Uh, debunking the myths and then I'll, I'll tell you how, uh, three suggestions, three main things on how to live out the supernatural. Debunking the myths. What supernatural is not? One, supernatural is not superstitious. In this part of the world, we are very superstitious. We are quick to, as, to ascribe supernatural to anything that, that that we don't understand. Whatever we don't understand, we mystify it. Yeah, we just mystify easily. Look at how, how there, there were, there were many spin-offs of conspiracy theories around COVID-19 pandemic. Because people just have to look for explanations. And it does not mean that those explanations are right. But many people are living their life based on those explanations. All kinds. And we are in Christ. We're not supposed to be confused in Christ. 
You cannot continue to live by the word of God and miss things in life. It's when you are looking for what is not missing. They will now tell you it is this one or it is that one or it is this. Live by the word. Live with the wisdom of God. Live with the fruit of the spirit. Nothing can harm you if you live that way. It's all going to work together for your good. But when people look for what is not missing, you move from one place to the other, you know, uh, you know, reading that article, reading, I mean, it's good to be knowledgeable, but you need to be able to junk things that do, that don't align with the word of God. Are you still with me today? So this supernatural is not superstitious. It's not superstitious. You know, many people, like I said, in this part of the world, were very superstitious. What happens when, when, uh, when you see, for instance, a black cat? Just walking past, you know, in front of your gate. It has not even entered the compound, though. The cat is just enjoying itself in the, you know, evening breeze and just walking past. But the mistake the cat made was that the cat was black. So because the cat was black, they sent it. Am I, does it resonate with you? So somebody will run into this, ah, come and see what, what they sent to, they've sent something else. Yeah. The same people will, will get into their box room or just clean the house and you see cockroach and you throw the broom. Ah! See what they sent again. Who sent cockroach? Your house is dirty. Clean up. It's simple. Yeah. Your house is just dirty. Just clean it. And buy fleets. And fleets uh, and fumigate your house. Yeah. Somebody may even be thinking, oh, Pastor, you don't know my village. That's why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you in the spirit. Yeah. Look, you are not from your village, you are from heaven. He that is above is above all. Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. It's because you are still seeing yourself as being from that village. That's why what they are doing in the village will affect you. Yeah. That's why what they are doing in the village. If you see yourself from how you should see yourself, then you will know you are above village strategy. Yeah. And village maneuverings. You are above. You are above it. You are above it. You know, many, many years ago, when, when I was, uh, was, it, was, was I maybe first year university or just uh, finishing high school or something, I, 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 I've told the story before. You know, I came from a polygamous background. So if you're looking for people who are supposed to be superstitious, we're here. Yeah, because in a polygamous background, you must look for what is, you must look for somebody that is against you. Yeah, and somebody that is not making you get job, somebody that's not <laughs> making your marriage work, that one is part of polygamous arrangement. Yeah. So, so what happened was that I went home one day, uh, just to visit my parents, and my mom was not around, but my stepmoms were around, and one of them, but the one that fights my mom the most, and that has been marked within our own clan as to be the person that does not like the progress of people from my mom's side. Happened to be the one that now, ah, I met at home, greeted, and asked me, what will you eat? Uh, I said, Amala will be good, you know, and all that. Because I, I, I am in Christ. <laughs> Praise God. And when you are in Christ, you are supposed to leave it out. Yeah. You are supposed to be able to leave it out. I was hungry. 
I traveled. Yeah. And we're trying to locate my mom. They have not been able to locate her. So I will now be saying, uh, because in my mind I was thinking, so I will now leave this food just because of what? Because of fear. I said, mommy, yes, I'm hungry. Amala will be good. So she made the amala. I sat down, I walked. Yeah. As I finished working it, then afterwards, my mom came. And said, oh, ah, welcome, my son. Da, 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 da. And uh, so, so what will you eat? I've eaten. What did you eat, Amala? Who gave you? The fact that I'm still here sharing this testimony means that nothing works. <laughs> we need to deal with our superstitions where we put spirit on everything. Science has explained how thunder works. We will put a God on thunder. <laughs> because we didn't know how it works. <laughs> so there's God of thunder. There's God of iron. Because it was trained to have iron implements and be able to do stuff with it. That was why they just put God, anything you don't understand, uh, understand, you mystify. Just put God on it. Put God on it. Put God on it. In Acts 17, when you read verse 22, uh, uh, Paul was, was addressing such issue. You know, the Bible says, uh, then Paul stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, men of Athens. Athens was a very religious place. Yeah. He said, men of Athens. These are Greek people that, that, you know, very religious. He said, men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walk around and examine your objects of worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. This one, they have not been able to find a name for it. <laughs> but they know it's a God. <laughs> but what is the name of the spirit? We are still looking for it. We will Google it. When we get it, we'll put it on it. That's how they operated in Athens. And Paul was telling them, this is not how to live. They're just being religious. Everything must have a spirit. The spirit of, of uh, backwardness. There's nothing like spirit of backwardness. Yeah. You just need to get yourself in Christ and know that your path is supposed to shine brighter. Whatever is stopping it, stop it. Disallow it. And then move forward. I don't say the spirit of backwardness is holding me back. What is that? This is just superstitious. You need more knowledge. You need more grace. Yeah. You need to exert your authority in Christ Jesus so that things can move forward. There's nothing like spirit of backwardness. Glory be to Jesus. Yeah. You can't have such mindset and be beggarly in this world. And everything is holding you down. Jesus was not held down. When it was time for him to be crucified, he submitted himself according to the will of God. We're going to speak to that in the course of the series because the sovereignty of God also plays an important part in this discussion. And it just shows how much of a disciple we can be even when we need to submit ourselves to the sovereignty of God. Because many people are backsliding today because they feel their authority in Christ is not working. The boundary of my authority in Christ is God's sovereignty. And I must recognize that. Glory be to Jesus. Supernatural is not spooky. Masquerade, you know, ordinary cobwebs. Some people are already running away as if God did not create the spider. 
and his father must not manifest his own destiny by making cobwebs. Yeah. So supernatural is not spooky. And also the supernatural is not stupid. Yeah. Supernatural is not stupid. The Bible talks about in Act 19, the seven sons of Sceva there and the stupid thing that they did. He said in, in, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And then the demon dealt with them from verse 11 to 16. Time enough for me to read it. Don't bother. Yeah. For seven sons of Sceva. Supernatural is not stupid. You know, a guy went into the zoo at the University of Ibadan many years ago. Uh, Pastor Debo was telling me, Pastor Debo was telling me, uh, uh, you know, Milan Church resident pastor. He was a student in UI when that happened. In fact, in his own account, he said, <laughs> the guy, you know, came in, his, I think his white garment and all that, and jumped into <laughs> the, the lion's, uh, you know, part of the, the zoo. He said, the, even the lion was tattooed, and the lion, first of all, ran away, and people were clapping. They were clapping for the man. Until the lion looked back and said, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> and the lion then came back and faced the man. The man was running. The lion grabbed. And you know, I mean, it's a sad thing, but that is stupidity. Because obviously God did not send him there. Why would God want to show you as new modern day Daniel? Did Daniel walk into the lion then or they threw him there? The supernatural is not stupid. God shows up when he knows he has to show up for you because in this situation, he must glorify his name. Sometimes, when you put yourself in a bad space, like a little child, God wants you to learn your lesson that you won't go back there again. Yeah. Apart from his mercy, he may not show up. So you learn a lesson that doesn't work that way. It's just that sometimes it can be fatal, like the story of this man. So in walking in the supernatural, you must understand that supernatural is not stupid. Uh, Peter asked Jesus in Matthew 14, when you read from about, I think verse 24, 25, he says, if it is you, ask me to come to you, walking on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter jumped out and started walking on water. Yeah, started walking on water. On an invitation of Jesus. Supernatural is not stupid. Who is inviting you? Yeah. That's why it's not stupid. You have an instruction from God to do some dangerous things. You have a conviction in your heart. Yeah. Or have you been forced into it against your will and then you want God to show up for you? Glory be to Jesus. Lastly today, three big thoughts for working in the supernatural. And I'll just... Um, do it in two to three minutes. We'll continue next week. Develop a Christ-centered identity. A Christ-centered identity. If you want to work in the supernatural, it starts from how you see yourself. You know the illustration I started with. You cannot see yourself as Adeyemi, Aliko Dangote. And then you are struggling to go and price a house in Lekki Phase 1. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But I'm not even talking about Ikoyo, Lekki Phase 1. It means there's something wrong with how you see yourself. We're not even saying go and buy it just to price it. One of the things you should be able to do if you are seeing yourself well is that you should be able to show up in certain places and do certain things. Because you know, based on your sense of personal identity and reputation of your father, 
You are more than this. Yeah, you are more than this. So how you see yourself is very important. Reckon with yourself as in Christ and Christ in you. Yeah. Because the Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. Colossians 1 and verse 27. Christ in me is the hope of glory. When I know that Christ is in me, it affects how I see life. It affects how I see certain things. Develop a Christ-centered identity. Yeah. And pray against every form of blindness. Anything that blinds your mind from being able to see. That was the prayer Paul was praying in Ephesians chapter 1. When you read from verse 16 to 19, you can read it at home. Ephesians 1, 16 and 9 to 19. To be able to say, Lord, open my eyes to see who I am. Yeah. Say that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards them who believe or towards them who have been adopted. What do they, what, what do they have access to? And how do you want to leave that out? Secondly, is express your faith in God. Express your faith in God. When was the last time you lay hands on somebody that was sick with the, the expectation that God is going to heal them because you pray? You are not the healer. He is the healer. What he says is that as my child, you can lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs shall follow them that believe. Or this, uh, these signs shall follow them who are in me. Because to believe me is to imbibe me and to want to walk in me and me walking through you. But when you don't lay hands on the sick, it shows that you don't believe. So express your faith in God, develop a, a, a Christ-centered identity and express your faith in God. That was what Peter did in Matthew 14 that we read. He expressed his faith in God and took action based on his faith. Took action based on his faith. Sometimes when we don't see things clearly, we struggle to take the right action. Lastly today, obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to prompt your heart. And this is why it's important for us to seek more of the Holy Spirit. And if you are not baptizing the Holy Spirit, seek for God to baptize you in His Spirit. Yeah. This, I think this coming Saturday or so, uh, we're starting the membership classes again. Uh, oh, no, they, they, yeah, the membership class, our membership class, we minister baptism of the Holy Spirit, but much more than that, we have a course. Yeah. Uh, when is he holding? Okay, we're fixing it this week. The, the course on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just a, uh, I think it was a two hour course or one hour or so. Yeah, that you can join online and be ministered to. You, everything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit will be explained to you. It's a, like a master class, actually. And then we'll pray. And then people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on their own. So you can't keep giving excuses. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you. And the obedience to his prompting is what makes you live a spiritual life. That the Holy Spirit may say, I want to take this route and not that route. Google may be saying, take this route. But the Holy Spirit says, take the other one. Take the one that the Holy Spirit says you should take. Especially when it is critical, ask the Holy Spirit. When there's nothing at stake, it's okay to use Google. But when there's much at stake, ask the Holy Spirit. 
And you have to practice it in little things before you get into big things. In the course of this series, we're going to, you know, discuss a bit more on that. But you need to be open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The promptings of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. We hope you are truly blessed. Please feel free to email us at info at elevationng.org for all inquiries or to share any testimonies. You can also follow us on our social media channels at ElevationNG to have access to real-time updates on all broadcasts and special programs. Till we come your way again, keep making greatness common.